Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellence, you gon' let them see. Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellency, baby, let them see. Good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome to Views from the Chicks. It's your girl T, and I'm here with my girls. Joey, Joey's in the house. Better watch your mouth. And Kwana is here too. Hey! She's back, y'all. Hi, guys. She's back like she never left. She's back in the building. How was Callie? Callie was good. It was fun. It was relaxing. It was just a good time. I just tried to take it easy, you know, vacation mode. We didn't do too much. I got some sleep. I got some shopping. So, you know, had a good time. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, we both, we all were away. So we haven't been back in a little bit because we all were um, on vacations. Joey went to Nolens. I went to Nolens, mm-hmm. baby. Nolens, baby. The Essence Fest. Yes, it was amazing. If you haven't gone to New Orleans, definitely you need to go. And I'm so glad we went during Essence Fest because the turn up was real. Okay. So much nice. fun. Such good food. Such good vibes. Good energy. Music was good. Everybody slayed. It was great. Yes. And I, um, and your pictures were amazing. Both you and Kwana's pictures were amazing. You guys, the slayage was on a hundred. You should talk. You was up in Cuba. I know. I was in Cuba. Which I was like, where are the pictures? Because I know she's in Cuba, but I don't see anything. But then once you came back, then I started seeing all the pictures. Yes, because I had no, as they say it in Cuba, no Wi-Fi. I had no Wi-Fi. I had no Wi-Fi. <laughs> no Wi-Fi. So I was in a predicament. So there's that. Um, but I uh, had an amazing time. Definitely a cultural experience, a life-changing experience. Uh, anybody who has opportunity to go to Cuba, I highly recommend it. Plus, the men are muy caliente. Ooh, is that so? Honey, <laughs> girl, that's all I'm going to say. Really? Keep it cute. Yes, I'm going to keep it cute tonight. Yes, very, very, very attractive. I <laughs> I was in awe. My best friend just actually came back, and she's like, oh, my God, T, you were right. The men there are just, like, delicious. Did we get into any <laughs> trouble while we were out there? No, I was on my best behavior. Okay. Yes, yes. And, you know, also there's a language barrier. Um, I am not that fluent in Spanish. However, I found out that I'm very fluent in Spanish when I'm intoxicated. <laughs> oh, <God>. So <laughs> oh, there's <funny>. that. <laughs> but, yes, I enjoy so many mojitos. But, yes, enough about <laughs> our vacations. Yes, what are we talking about today? We are here for one purpose and one purpose only. Quana, what are we here for today? We are here to talk about and discuss Jay-Z's new album, 444. And we are going to break it down. We are going to talk about our favorite tracks, our favorite lyrics, some of the footnotes that he posted on Tidal. And we are just going to get all up in it. And I'm really excited. I was really, really excited to talk about this album. Yes. I I got to be honest, I wasn't that excited because I feel like I, if you live here in New York, you saw the promotion for the mm-hmm. album. You saw, you knew when it was coming. I was like, okay, this is just like overkill. There's four. Yeah, there were on buses. Every- there were All taxis. Over. There were billboards. There were ads on storefronts. How I was did like, people dang. Like automatically, no, was Jay Z? Was it because it said title on it? Or I the think four? So. Or the four? Him and Beyonce are obsessed with the. Isn't it four that they're obsessed with? 
Yeah, it is. The number four? The tattoo. Well, I think because her birthday is September 4th. Isn't that her birthday? Yeah, her birthday is September 4th. They got married, I think, December 4th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think um, reading in reading an interview with the producer of the album No ID. Love oh, my gosh, love No ID. Yeah, Musical he was genius. the only. Yeah, he was the only producer credited on the album. Um, besides Jay Z, who you know co-produced uh, some of the tracks too, he said that Jay Z woke up one morning at four forty-four and wrote a song and called him after. So I think that's where they got 444 from. Oh, nice. Yep. Yep. Which I think might even be the, the title track. I think he woke up, wrote that song called no ID. They recorded it later. And I guess that became the title track. Yep. That's actually the song I'm going to be discussing today, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. That's so Mm -hmm. cool. So this whole number thing is like really connected for them. Like it really, they kind of like believe it and it it manifests for them. So that's awesome. If only they could have those twins on 444. (laughs) Maybe they did. (laughs) She was like, induce me. It was like four o'clock and she's like, listen, y'all can start right now. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. But did you hear that Blue Ivy did a freestyle? I listened to it, yo. I didn't get to hear it. It's on. (laughs) Oh my god! It's on the the hard, um, like the CD, actually, right? Oh my god! I don't know. I just found it like online, but I mean, she's speaking gibberish. She's not really saying much of anything. But one thing that she did say in a full sentence, she said, "I've never seen a ceiling in my whole life," and it was like, "Oh, she hasn't." Okay, of course she hasn't. (laughs) She's like, "I've never seen a ceiling." What y'all talking about? Like, sky's like, the limit. You know, yeah, sky's the limit, y'all. I've never seen a ceiling. <laughs> I, I love that, that they're, like, in, uh, encouraging that in her at such a young age to be, like, I don't know, like, to think more than what she is. She's creating her own image of herself. I love that. Yeah. yeah how old I is mean, she now? What is she, like, five? I, I thought five. I think yeah, she's, like, five or five. six. Yeah. I mean, how could she not? Her mom is Beyonce. Her dad is Jay-Z. <laughs> For real. I mean, Ceilings we're what? expecting Ceilings nothing where? but amazingness from this girl. All I've seen is dollar bills and opportunity. Really? <laughs> that's all she knows. Literally, that's all she knows is music, mm-hmm. her parents, you know, them being business people and just, you know, taking control of their careers. Like, she's, she's like, front and center just watching all that. Yeah. Like, what a time to be alive. For real. real. You go blue. You go. Yes, blue. We all want to be blue. I know I want to be blue. I want to be blue. I want blue to be my big sister, too. Lucky for them twins. I know. I know. The twins are a game changer. And he said they were conceived naturally from what I was Mm -hmm. listening to on the album. Mm -hmm. There's that hot tea. But, okay, so I was saying that I was um, a little nervous. I mean, not nervous, not into hearing the album or wasn't looking forward to it. And then, you know, you guys wanted to review the album and you convinced me to listen. And then my cousin, shout out to my cousin Junior, he was like, oh, my gosh, you guys have to review the album. It is so good. It's like, because we just, it just became available on Apple Music. So we were like, all right. T- tuning in so we can finally listen because we're not, I knew, I we're not like, real title I was like give it a week it'll be on Apple in I a week know. I'll just wait on YouTube, someone posted on YouTube and it was literally pulled down within like five minutes I was so tight yep. but so happy but I gotta, 
but I gotta say, after listening to the album and feeling very empowered, I feel like maybe I need to be investing in title. Maybe I need to be investing into my black people and what mm. they're bringing to the table instead of investing into yeah. the quote-unquote man. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. There's that. But I listened to the album. It was definitely uh, an amazing experience. Um, in terms of the, because I love a storyteller. He his mm-hmm. storytelling skills are impeccable, but. I want to say this one thing. I feel like this album was made for black men. Oh, yeah. I was having a conversation with someone um, when I was in Cuba, and I've had this conversation a couple of times since then about how men need to, like, especially black men, they need to learn how to value what they bring to the world. Like, black men need to understand that they, too, do give life. I feel like everyone's giving, you know, putting the power of giving life on women, but we do deserve that crown, but men, you play a part in that. You're the one who chooses the sex. So someone said to me one day, is like, if men really, truly understand that they are the ones who give life as well, that they will value themselves so much more. So I feel like this album kind of, like, shows the growth of a man Mm. into becoming a man and how to build yourself as a man and how to do better as a man and also the album was very humbling too because he kind of humbles himself because he's not like boasting too much he's being very raw he's being very real and showing you his insecurities his flaws his you know fuck ups Mm -hmm. his mishaps and what he could have done better he's not this is not no Kanye you know Jay-Z niggas in Paris situation this is like yeah, I'm this is real raw. shit. Yep. Exactly. Real shit. And I think it's like being humble. I feel like going from Kendrick Lamar to this album, I feel like it's just a wave for 2017. So I love the call of action to men, for black men to step up and like do things differently. What do yep. you guys think? I agree with you. I agree with you. And I and I love that it came at this time because I feel like, I mean, he says it in one of his songs, like a lot of the music coming out is sounding the same. Like you guys are all saying the same shit. You're not speaking anything of truth, nothing of value. Mm-hmm. So I think it took someone like Jay-Z who's so respected within the music industry, especially the hip hop community for black men to listen. He's like, let me just put these, put this in the lyrics because I know they're going to listen. And this is how a lot of black men get their information. So mm-hmm. let me put the truth in here, put the facts in here. And these, this is how you guys are going to build and build yourself for the future. It's not always about the now and what your circumstances and your situation is right now. This is about the future. Like he's someone yeah. who's from bed Like he's like, you know, I've been in your shoes. I've been where you're at, but that doesn't define you. Just work hard. Like stop doing fuck boy shit and get your shit together. Yeah. And build, <laughs> and build stuff for you and your family. Like, right. I mean, just to make a segue into the song that I had picked to review, which is the story of OJ, which for me, yes, let's go there. For me personally, this was pro- this is probably my favorite song on the album. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when the music video came out, I I loved it even more. I said, oh, this is this is genius. You know the way he chose to portray the Jabo character and. Um, yep. The images and the imagery that he had and, you know, it's really eye-opening for somebody like Jay-Z to talk about it because, you know, we know Jay-Z for, like, stunting and, oh, uh-huh. yeah, I got this, you know, change clothes and blah, 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 and, you know, big pimping and all this stuff. But then it's like, you know what? You know what's more important than throwing money at a strip club? Credit. <laughs> and I was like, like it even made me some credit. my life. 
<laughs> for real. Yeah, I said, you know, let me go check my credit score right now. Let me go see what's going on with that. Let me check my account. For real. See what I got. What can I say? Account. What I got to stop buying? <laughs> for real. Can, like, you know can you get that loan? Can you get that for loan? For real. Right. Like, would I, be, would I be, you know, approved for a loan if I wanted to buy a house? Like, you know, what if I wanted to get a car? Would, would I, Could I do that? You know? So, yeah, it's, I really like that he He's um, using this album to speak on some of the themes that or some of the topics that maybe he didn't really speak on before, but really in depth. Um, So my one of my favorite lines in that song is when he talks about buying art and he's like, you know, I bought a piece of art for one million and, you know, a couple years later is two million. It's worth two million. A couple years later is worth eight million. And he's like, you know what? I can't wait to give this to my children. He's like, you know, y'all think I'm being bougie. That's fine. But I'm trying to give you a million dollars worth of tips for $9.99. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was so Love good. It. I said, <laughs> I oh, like, oh, oh let me rewind. I said, yes, you are. Let me write this down. Credits. Yes. Art. Let me get that piece of For art. Real. Let me see. And then he also talked about when he was um he wanted to buy a building in Dumbo. Yeah. And how it's like billion dollar building right now and he could have bought it for a million and yeah. he regrets that. Yep. And like, I think damn. I think what's important in those two statements as well, it's also saying like, you know, when people reach a certain status of success, they might be able to afford a million dollar piece. So they'll be like, you know, I can afford this million dollar piece, so let me buy it because now I've made it. Instead of thinking about investing. Yeah, in for that the long piece. haul, not for just long, let me spend a million right dollars now. on a chain. You know, why right. don't you buy a building and in right. 10 years it's going to be worth, you know, three times as much as what you paid for right. or more, you know? So. And he's also teaching you to invest in within your community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you live in, I don't know, I don't know, live in the Bronx and the Bronx isn't as developed as, I don't know, say uh, Brooklyn or. Uh, Long Island City or you know just those couple or Man- or Manhattan or Harlem so he's like okay so you live in the Bronx and you come up on some money invest in your community because mm-hmm. yep. that, that yep. could pop off you know what I mean that shows that so he's also t- I feel like he was just dropping gems in each like line he was dropping when he was rapping I was like yes that's a gem okay got it take that catch, yeah. catch that you know what I mean yeah. like I love that it was this album is like a teaching moment like yes. you don't take anything away from this you're Dumb. I was gonna say along with this album, he should have definitely came up with like a book or like a manual of like, okay, this is everything that I said. Yeah. Now take this shit and like implement it. Here's yeah. how you can implement what I'm telling you to do. Yeah. That's exactly. All. Yeah. Can we take a listen to a little bit of the song? Yeah. All right, let's take a listen. Here is the story of OJ by Jay Z. Night nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga, still nigga, still nigga, OJ like, I'm not black, I'm OJ, okay, house nigga, don't fuck with me, I'm a feel nigga, with Sean Cutlery, Go play the quarters where the butlers be. I'ma play the corners where the hustlers be. I told him, please don't die over the neighborhood that your mama rentin'. Take your drug money and buy the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. Uh, I bought every V12 engine. Wish I could take it back to the beginning. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. 
That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. Light nigga, dog nigga, faux nigga, real nigga. Really nigga, good. Nigga, it's so good, so good. I wanted to bring up a point that um in the footnotes video, uh, it was Chris Rock, and he was talking about how his mother has experienced racism mm-hmm. and he was like it's my mother she's still alive mm-hmm. like that wasn't too long ago it like was recent and then i also love like how in the footnotes videos they were talking about like the only um they were talking about uh equating like success to to um, whiteness yeah trevor noah talked about Ooh, yes. um that was like a gem. being a synonym to whiteness and like people think okay you're successful so you are now a part of these spaces that you you know previously wouldn't have access to but you know you have a key for now it can be taken away you know from you and jay-z expounded on that as well because he was saying you know like for example tiger woods when he's doing well he's playing well he's winning championships Everything's all good. Soon as, you know, something happens, then it's like, oh, look at his, you know, mugshot. Look at him drunk driving. Look at him, you know, doing all these things to embarrass him. And it's like, you know, people think that they get to a certain uh, status and they're no longer connected to where they black. came from. Yeah. And yeah. then no black. you think this new world got your back. Soon as you mess up one time, they kill you. That's it. Mm. That's you know? Right. Then you then you become black and then you have to come back to your black community. Well, you've always come been back black, at, but now you just you always you remembered. Black, but now you want to come back to us to save you and we're just like, uh-uh. No. Mm-hmm. But then in the li- but in the line he's like he said I'm not black, I'm OJ. What is what is he trying he's saying that like OJ didn't think that he was of the black ethnicity. He thought he was superior in that. Superior and what, in that. And what then he's the black- saying too is like he doesn't. He's basically saying like I'm OJ. I'm of a certain status. Yeah, I don't deal I'm with black that. people problems anymore because I'm exactly. Past that. But who was writing for OJ when he was going through his whole case? Mm. Every every black person they turn into a racial thing. Mm-hmm. The whole case they didn't. So they. So I mean, come on, like who's gonna who's gonna have your back? You can't turn your back on your community who's been writing for you. Like don't like don't mm-hmm. do that. Well, mm-hmm. I I think mm-hmm. even. Not even just turning your back on the community. It's, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not poor anymore. I have money now. I, you know, I go golfing on the weekends with, you know, these these CEOs and stuff like that. You know, I'm not connected to what you what you guys are going through. You know, I don't right. know the struggle. But it's like. It correlates with what Trevor Noah was saying. Yeah. Like, but it's like, um, actually, you've been poor. You know, that was five minutes ago. So don't pretend like this is your life, your whole life. This is all you've known because it's not. Right. I also like the footnotes in that from um, Michael B. Jordan and Mahershala Ali, who I love. Uh, love but I love their two footnotes were great because um, Mahershala was saying, you know, comparing it to football, which is a great analogy given OJ. You know, it's a great analogy yeah. because, you know, black black people are playing defense while the white people are basically yep. playing the deficient of offense. And his mm. explanation was just like, I was like, okay, this puts it into perspective for real, for real. Like, if you didn't understand mm-hmm. what we mean when we talk about white privilege... This Mm -hmm. is what we mean. So I would love to play a little clip of that. Go ahead. The difference between black men and and white men is this. We move through the world playing defense. We don't have the capacity to play offense. 
Like we can't move because we are constantly looking for the moment when you're going to be disrupted. So you walk through the world very aware that the world views you a certain way. So you got to play defense and you got to play it real smooth. When you don't get disrupted like that, you walk through the world going, huh, what can I build there? How can I make this work? You play offense. So your whole flow is different. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. And then can we talk about something, the, the, the genius of Jay-Z and how he manufactured or put together all those people in that room yeah. that everyone from different age groups can relate to as a black man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that was really Did you see what he did really, there? Really good, did you see yeah. what he did that? So anyone who's watching any age group you're from, no matter how old, how young you are, you can watch it and see someone in yourself or see someone you look up to and be like, oh my gosh, he's gone through similar things that I've gone through or I can relate to him because I rock with him. Yep. Like, I thought that was so genius and like so compelling to watch and seeing them having their different perspectives i thought that was just amazing yep. so good job jay-z you did your thing on that <laughs> and those men also had a lot to say about relationships which goes into joey's pick yes joey yes. so my pick is the title track as i stated before it's 444 so let's take a listen to that I apologize, all for womanized, took for my child to be born, see through a woman's eyes, took for these natural twins, to believe in miracles, took me too long for this song, I don't deserve you, I harass you out in Paris, please come back to Rome, you make it home, we talked for hours when you were on tour, please pick up the phone, pick up the phone, I said don't embarrass me instead of be mine, that was my proposal for us to go steady, that was your 21st birthday, you mature faster than me, I wasn't ready So I apologize, I seen the innocence Leave your eyes, I still mourn this death and I apologize for all the stillborns Cause I wasn't present, your body wouldn't accept it I apologize to all the women whom I toyed with your emotion Cause I was emotionless and I apologize Cause at your best, you would love and because Love it I Yeah, definitely like, I feel like this is probably one of my favorites. Like I have a lot of favorites because I think that a lot of the tracks have something to say and they're all very well done. But this mm-hmm. one being the title track, I definitely loved it because I loved his honesty and his rawness in opening up about his relationship, especially because Beyonce and Jay-Z have been in the game for so long and everyone's mm-hmm. always wondering like, oh, they're so private. How come we don't know any tea? Like what's really going on with them? And they never address it. And I love that he kept it in the music. He kept it in the music. And as an artist, when you're making music, that's when you're, you know, you just let it all pour out. Like you're feeling it. You're in the mood. You're in the mode. So, Kwana, as you stated before, yes, he he said that he um, woke up at 444 in the morning, Mm -hmm. recorded this song. And then strategically, this song is four minutes and 44 seconds long, which I know is intentional. (laughs) Yes. So I just love it. I love it. And I love that. Um. You know, he spoke about openly spoke about his infidelity because as we know, men aren't very truthful. I mean, a lot of people aren't, but men are very truthful or it's very hard for them to admit their wrongdoings, especially right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So I like that he took this song to go into that. And then also since like 
I feel like since, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z are relationship goals, as people be like, oh my God, they're such a power couple. Which is such they're a perfect. horrible thing. Yeah. You, you know? Like power couple, they're perfect. I aspire to be with yeah, them. Oh, get but you, you don't know you anything about their relate. They, you know what they show you, which isn't much. So mm-hmm. it's like you know to put them yeah. on a pedestal. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It shows that they're so imperfect. Like, and I love that. And public that. service announcement: Do not ever value someone else's relationship more than your own, because you never know what they're going through. Or what is happening behind closed doors. Because then everyone gets so disappointed when their favorite couple breaks up. I'm like, well, did you know them? Do you know what they were going through? Like, you don't know. You weren't in that situation. Like, how how could you? But I want to say one thing. Okay, for all the guys out there, would you ever ever cheat on Beyonce you dumb. like i was you dumbo that's dumbo for real <laughs> but <laughs> you're like jay-z isn't about who your partner is like you know it's not like oh well i have a beyonce so i'm not gonna cheat i think guys cheat because they can and he could yeah, and he it's did. a primal instinct primal instinct mm-hmm. <laughs> primal instinct as um if we're, you know, if we're going back to the footnotes that he did for this song, like Anthony Anderson said, he was just like, you know, at the time I didn't think about my family and who I was affecting because of my primal instincts. Yeah. He said, I just wanted what I wanted and I knew that I wanted it at that moment and that's it. And like, you look back on it and you're just like, what is all this for? And it's like, like, I like that statement. And then also with Chris Paul in the beginning, how, what we were just talking about, about power couple, he's like, you know, people see people turning up on the, on the gram or, you know, you out with your boo on the gram or Instagram or social media. And they're like, wow, like you guys m- might have something great. But like he was saying, he's like, you don't know that we're not sleeping in the same bed or we have our backs turned to each other at mm-hmm. night. Exactly. Like, who's really taking know. a picture and posting that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just love that. Who, I love that. Who wants, who wants to show the bad parts of their relationship for everyone to infiltrate and get give their opinions on nobody wants that everyone wants to keep what they have private yeah yeah but then also i love how in the i think it was a video was um will smith he was talking about how men we just especially black men they've been giving such bad advice when it comes to (laughs) yeah that story was so funny So he was just like, I was told I got to take her to this spot, that spot, that spot, and then I got to beat somebody up. Like, if you guys don't watch, ha- don't have title, download it because it's definitely worth it to see these videos because these yes, guys are yeah. dropping gems. And then Jay-Z also mentioned talking about, like, once he uh, made a connection with his father, he thought then that's when he would learn how to, like, love properly because he felt like he was missing love from his dad. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. then he realized, like, no, that didn't that didn't teach me what love was about. Yeah. He's like... He's, he was talking about like how it had to get really, really hard and raw for him within his relationship for him to truly understand like the value of what that person brought to the table. And then going back to the cheating thing, like I know I've been cheated on and it was a very difficult situation. And like, you know, when you get cheated on, you have to like make, you know, a decision as a woman and the person as a man, like, you know, am I going to stick it out? and make it work it it's the hard the hardest part of the relationship is trying to build that trust back from what some infidelity someone did and he was very real about that like relationships as you know you guys know is definitely not an easy thing it's very easy to be single than to be in a relationship relationships takes a lot of work and i just love how he brought light to that and then he also brought light for men out there like you know you guys 
we that he said i could be in the streets all day i can like do all the you know dealings or whatever mm-hmm. but when it comes to learning to love someone and being a good man to a woman he's like i was never taught that we he's like i never had a good example of that mm-hmm. and i think that's what is the issue with a lot of these men out here they don't have good examples and they're getting bad advice from the homie on the corner of how to be a good man to their woman it's like crazy and then i also love one of the quotes <laughs> about you don't know who you are until you're married yes yeah. that was a really good one yeah. really good one yeah and it's you know it's hard i think people really expect you know when you love somebody that things will just be so easy that oh we get along you know we like the same movies um you know we like the same books and you know we make each other laugh and then that's it and it's like no you know they've been together for i think he said 13 years 13 years they yeah. got together i think like around 2002 2001 yeah. that, that's or, a long or 2000 2003 time. what did he say oh three bonnie and clyde hove and b right is that how it goes <laughs> Like, that's a long time to be with someone. And it's hard. You know, relationships are hard. Like, two people coming together to build a life. Like, that's not easy. You have to maintain that. Like, that's work. And, you know, I think people think it's supposed to be so easy and they give up on it so quickly. Yeah. And just like, oh, this isn't working. Okay, move on to the next. And then that doesn't work out. Move on to the next. And then, you know, it's you got to work at it. And yeah. I love how I love also the group of men, how he had in there, like he had Michael B. And then he had Chris Paul. You were saying, Joey, he had like all these different guys who are different parts Jesse of Williams. their lives. Jesse Williams, different parts of their life, different experience they're going through. You have the single guy, you have the, the ball player, you have the rapper, you have the comedian, like all these guys who are going through situations when it comes to relationships, telling you about their experience. And for a guy watching, I feel like that would have more value than us as women up here sitting here talking about like, oh, he did me wrong and he did this. He made me feel like that coming from their peers i feel like it really helps it w- i hope it would help guys to really understand the impact of what cheating does and infidelity you know what i mean so 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 speaking of that i do want to get into this one line from the song so he says um took for my child to be born see through a woman's eyes took for these natural twins to believe in miracles so i'm saying like he said it took for his child to be born to see through a woman's eyes so if we're saying that he's been with b since 2002 2003 blue wasn't born to 2012 so that you mean to tell me you had 10 years of complete savagery yep and you couldn't get your shit together within 10 years? No. Nope. And she stuck with you for 10 years? He was ten? cheating for 10 years? Or no, I don't think he was cheating for 10 years. I think he, he was, he, well, he said earlier too that you mature faster than me. I wasn't ready. Mm. So his, his mindset just wasn't relationship wise, maybe not necessarily cheating, but maybe not showing her the love that she needs or being there for her. Yeah. The way that she needed him to. Well, he didn't know how, you know? He didn't know how. He didn't know how. And then, I mean, think of Beyonce, too. She's been in the limelight since she was, like, a fetus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So she had a lot of growing up to do as well. And, you know, maybe she didn't know how to... She really didn't know who she was either at that early stage. You know? So I thought that was noteworthy. And then one more thing. So he also says... um, and if my children knew, I don't even know what I would do. If they ain't look at me the same, I'd probably die with all the shame. And then he says, um, 
my if I was if I wasn't a superhero in your face, my heart breaks for the day I have to explain my mistakes. And the mask goes away and Santa Claus is fake and you go online and see for blues tooth the tooth fairy didn't pay. I'm like, oh, like what? Mm-hmm. Like what? And it just shows you, you know, when you're doing your dirt, you don't think about the future. You don't think about the impact that it's going to have on your children. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like what they're going to learn about you. Like, yeah, ugh, because for okay. guys, cheating is not an emotional thing. It's just a physical act. They feel like, oh, my emotions is with her and well, I love her. But me, I'm just going to get my rocks off real quick and mm-hmm. then it's going to be over. They just want the instant satisfaction. They, it's, it's not an emotional thing for them. Right, mm-hmm. right. So that's why it's so easy for them to do to cheat because they they're not thinking about it in that aspect until the aftermath and like oh my gosh was was that five minutes worth a lifetime a lifetime of, yeah of heartache and breaking up my family and like paying all those bills and divorce and lawyer fees and all that other stuff like do you really want to put up with that is she worth it is is it worth it. You know what I mean? Like, you have to ask that question. So I hope I hope that song alone will be a wake-up call to men, and hopefully you guys will start treating women better. Hopefully. But yes, but on that note, T, let's get into your song. What do you got for us? So I wanted to change the pace, and I wanted to do a song that was on have a different feeling so i chose a song bam featuring damian marley and i love the caribbean vibes i know you guys saw those pictures on i guess instagram facebook twitter of jay-z in jamaica and we were wondering like what is happening here we didn't know it had any correlation to do with the album but the song is so good i love the vibe it's giving me like r kelly remember this the song fiesta Fiesta. i was fiesta <laughs> but i like this song because He's no longer being humble anymore. He's like, I'm Jay-Z. I I made this. I am who I am. I'm making no apologies. Either take me as I am. I'm greatness. So he kind of like, okay, I'm, you know, he had a couple songs before that on the track with a little, you know, the gospel undertones and it has the gospel singers. And then he's like pouring his heart out about Beyonce. And then he's talking about OJ. But this is a song like, I'm I got an ego and I run this and you're gonna know who I am it's just kind of like a I'm gonna push my chest out kind of song and I love that and then you know how his song bomb bomb you know like also try to make it like I, I was thinking of it like gunshots like bam bam like you know I'm here like come and see me oh you want to you want to take a listen to the song before you get into lyrics oh sure let's take a listen to the song here's bam jay-z Now greetings to the world. Gangsta no live in a tenement yard. No. Good boy no live in a tenement yard. Too much watch you, watch you, watch you. Too much so, 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 so. I want them chatty, chatty, chatty. Fuck all this pretty Sean Carter shit, nigga. Ho. Sean was on that gospel shit. I was on the total fucking opposite. Shit. Stuff a million dollars in a sock drawer. That's a war chest in case you need your chest knocked off. Y'all be talking crazy under them IG pictures. So when you get the hell, you tell them Blanco sent you. I can't take no threats, I got a set of twins. Those were just some words you'll never hear again. For the final time, you don't believe these fools. 
never seen a worker rock so many jewels. I never seen a runner with so many cars. Y'all couldn't stop me. You're not as tough as you say you are. So that was Man by Jay Z. I love it, and it just speaks me. You know, Carnival is coming up, so it's giving me the whole like Caribbean vibes. Yes. And <laughs> so my, uh, I want to dissect this verse on on the song. He says, "Birth of a nation, Nat Turner style. Uh, y'all make me turn up. All this talking down. Uh, niggas is skipping leg day just to run their mouth. I be skipping leg day. I still run the world. I press the head of your team with one finger curled. I line you all up with one finger wave. My niggas weave. Niggas is." out there hair fake lace front to the back don't front y'all gonna make me wig i'm gonna give y'all i was like what (laughs) (laughs) so let's break it down so if y'all know those memes on instagram with jay-z they they use jay-z's legs of him a picture there's a picture of him and beyonce with his legs he has these like two little skinny chicken legs and they're always talking about how jay-z's missing leg day at the gym so if you're an avid gym member so they're making fun (laughs) of his chicken legs so i like the fact that jay-z knows that everyone's making fun of his chicken legs and know that he needs to be the gym and he was like even though i got chicken legs i haven't seen these i I never really noticed i didn't see you guys didn't see i'm a you know what i'm gonna send y'all that picture please and y'all do. are gonna be rolling it's so many i mean he looks really movie. tall and skinny so i don't imagine his legs are huge or something <laughs> <laughs> maybe like his ankle his knee his kneecap to ankle ratio his knee to, so his calf is skinny like know. yeah yeah from his knee down it's just like you know guys <laughs> they don't wear short shorts but his his it's like chicken legs. It's like he's standing on stilts. Like and then you have Beyonce over here with the <laughs> the tone. Like anyways, he just be missing. I just think it's funny that he actually pays attention that people making fun of his chicken legs. <laughs> well, he says it. He says it on another song too. I forget which one. He makes one about how people say that he's ugly, and then he's like, "I'm not ugly. I'm cute." Because oh, handsome, we've got no such handsome thing money. As an ugly billionaire. I'm cute. Right. Yes, he's cute. And money Thanks. can make anybody look cute. Okay? Okay. <laughs> I think that was Family Feud was that song. Family Feud, I think it yeah. was. Yeah, oh yeah, with Beyonce on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I um love this song and it was a great lively song, kind of lightened the air from yeah. all the tough topics that he was talking about before. And I think it's like something that you could be vibe to, you could party to, and I think it was good. And it this is like this song for me represented like how I was introduced to Jay-Z in terms of like the whole fiesta, the whole him and R. Kelly that gave me those kind of vibes. And can we also, we didn't talk about it on talking away from the song, but can we also talk about the first song on the album where he kind of calls Kanye out? Cause I know that had a lot of conversation on social media. I think it's called kill Kill Mm Jay-Z. And then how he was talking about, how it took what Kanye how many minutes on stage to just like say all that he had and then he entrusted so much money in him at the same time like how could you do that like basically calling him out and like you know it's and I agree with him I feel like if he had an issue with Jay-Z Kanye that wasn't the platform to do it on stage as he was ranting and raving about someone who's such your close friend that's like you call him up and you beef it out don't do it in such a public way but you know Kanye <laughs> we already know that you know, he, he just be real random and real like in the moment yeah with his rant definitely but i think I that's why they've um it seems that jay-z and beyonce have backed up a little from kanye 
you know, like you don't mm-hmm. see them really together much. They don't they haven't done any music together. You know, you don't really see them out. Like I think because of that, he's you know, he said he gave him twenty million and he got on stage for twenty minutes and ranted and then left. And he's like, Yo, like what? So I think that was really the start of the I guess the beginning of the end and he just kinda backed off, was like, you know what? I got a whole bunch of other stuff in my life I need to worry about. Let me go worry about that. And I exactly. just got to back and up I, from you. Right. Yeah, no? sometimes you got to distance yourself from people yeah. who are on another wavelength that you are currently not on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also was reading an article just about the album as a whole before we um, wrap up. They were talking about how Jay-Z, um, no, Beyonce, I'm sorry. Beyonce coming out with Lemonade and Jay-Z coming out with this album talking about how it's really really good in terms of branding because it shows that they are more i guess more like us they shows them some humility yeah that that we can relate because they're saying like people of our generation like to know that they can relate to people Mm -hmm. and it was a good move for them to connecting to the culture and blah 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 i agree because it it reminds you that before they're celebrities they're humans first and it's like you know if you think about all the people like in our circle or outside our circle or just people we know we know stories from people and it's like we don't really care because they're not celebrities yeah (laughs) but for some reason when celebrities got the juice or they got the tea we like oh like what's happening what's going on with them they broke up or da 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 Mm -hmm. when you know a friend who's dealing with a similar situation but it's like not as not to say it's not important obviously you care about your friend but you know it's not like juicy because it's not a celeb but yeah right yeah and then we i think it's like people too we kind of get lost in the gossip and the hype of someone else's life because it kind of takes us away from our own life you know Mm -hmm. like knowing what's going on with that and then it's conversation because we don't really want to talk about our problems and what we're going through so why not let's talk about jay-z and beyonce's problems you know what i mean but at the same time it's good i feel like we can also use it as a way to relate to them because you know they also always saying that they're so private and we know nothing about them and everyone's jaws basically drop with with becky and becky mm-hmm. is a good hero what did he say about becky in the album what did, did he, he say what did he say didn't he, he say like no more becky no, like get, becky, away, get from away from me, me or something like that <laughs> becky like get that. away from me or whatever Ooh, yeah speaking on that i do want to thank him for finally addressing the elevator situation. We got our answers. <laughs> yeah. <okay>. Elevator gate. <laughs> yes. He said that he, I think it wasn't Kill Jay-Z as well. He said that he egged Solange on when all he had to do was admit that he was wrong. Mm. And I was like, uh-huh. So you confirming your infidelities at that point. Maybe it really mm-hmm. was the Becky. Mm-hmm. At that mm-hmm. point in time, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, we don't, I don't, we don't want to start rumors again about who that Becky was. But, uh-huh. <laughs> We got some hints. (laughs) Some hints, yeah. And it was her own stupid post that gave everybody a hint when she could have just kept quiet. But she could have just shut up. Okay. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Yes. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Yes. And stay tuned because what's coming up, season two of Bees from the Chicks. Uh, we have some really great things happening. And our official launch day will be when, Joey? August 1st. So stay tuned. We're hitting you with not one, not two, but three new episodes. Yes. Yeah. So, keep so it stay locked. tuned. And you get to see who the chicks are. So that's oh, yeah. very exciting. Uh-huh. That's oh, probably yeah. important, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've been in hiding. <laughs> 
You know what? Dog We've just cover. been minding our own black ass business. But you know what? <laughs> we um have some really great images to share with you guys, you know, just so you guys can get a better sense of who we are, um, our likes, our dislikes, our musical tendencies, things like that. And, you know, we really want to know what you guys think of the album as well. And engage with us, talk with us, you know, tweet us, comment on Instagram, comment on our Facebook page, whatever you like. We love hearing from you guys and let us know what you guys think. And we will see you soon for season two. Yay. Good night. Bye, guys.